All right, so here we are on the Marriage Podcast. This is our first time doing a podcast, uh, so that we'll see how this goes. Um, and really, as we were preparing for this, I think the thing that landed in my heart is is the fact that Bree and I are pretty different. And so, um, I guess to introduce ourselves before we get into that, um, Ryan Wallace, and I'm Bree Wallace. And actually, today is our anniversary, at mm-hmm. least today that we're recording it. Probably not the day you're listening, but uh, so this should be fun. Hopefully, this doesn't cause a, cause a quarrel on our anniversary. Uh, should be fun, though. Um, but yeah, so so Bree and I are, are, are pretty different. Um, and so really, I was thinking about that as we were preparing for this podcast over the last couple of weeks. And I was thinking, okay, Lord, how, how did you, you uniquely create us? And then how did you uniquely create us to do marriage together? And so I guess the title that I was thinking is unity does not mean uniformity. Um, There's something unique and special about how the Lord created each one of us uniquely. Um, And there's like just the intimate details that he took for each one of us. And then how does that also correlate when we become one together? So Mm -hmm. that's... uh, that's a little bit of hopefully what we're going to share today. So, yeah, Bree, why don't you share a little bit about how uh, the Lord has uniquely made us different? You get that opportunity. There you go. Yeah. So we are very different. Um, I am a little. I am. I, I would consider myself a creative. Both of us are creatives, but um, in a lot of ways, I like variety of things. Um, and also, I see that in my kids now as they're growing older. They have a like a liking of a lot of different types of things and even um, relationships and friendships and all kinds of things were different in that we like to do life with different types of people and all that kind of stuff. So just all the way throughout, I find myself being very colorful in many ways. And I find Ryan, he, I call him, I call him my silent thunder where he's like very consistent. You know what you're going to get with Ryan Wallace. There's, there's loyalty, there's honor, there's, familiarity like you know uh where you stand with him always and so I think that we are different in that and sometimes you don't really know where you stand with me (laughs) (laughs) I kind of keep it uh keep it unexpected so there's a lot of difference in the way that we I'd say even in the way we process things even in the way we yes uh, I'm a pretty logical practical thinker you know a to b then b to c you know kind of kind of deal of how we process life and even scripture. I like reading scripture and knowing the context and, um, you know, thinking about the time and all that. And, and, and Brie is much more, as she said, colorful. So, uh, she, she really says, okay, what's, what's the Lord saying here right now and in the moment and, um, certainly think about that, but I don't, it's not usually my first go-to. And, um, yeah, even in the way that she, uh, goes from one thing to the next, she might go from A to Z or maybe maybe True. Q to Z, True. and then True. back to A, and then <laughs> then maybe C will get along there somewhere. Uh, and so it's interesting. Yeah, we just we're we're different. Um, and so that I guess that's that's really what I want to talk a little bit about today because we are still united as we serve the same God. We're empowered by the same Spirit, and together we desire you know the kingdom of God to be manifested on earth. So we we desire the same things when it comes to the things of the kingdom, the things of God. We believe the Word sure. of God wholeheartedly sure. together. I mean, you know, we believe um, Jesus is the Son of God. He is who He says He is. Um, the Bible is inspired Word of God. All those things, 
that we need to be unified on and then how, you know, how our personality is different. And, and then how do we do this together in marriage <laughs> that makes sense, bring glory to God and mm. allows us to actually bring worship to the Lord as we express our differences and submit to one another in those differences. And so um, I was thinking about, there's a verse that, that's a lot of times used at weddings. It's Ecclesiastes 4.12. It's maybe one you've heard, but it says this, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves, and a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. So a lot of times, you know, that's said in, in, in messages and in, uh, in marriage ceremonies, and that's really nice and pretty. And, um, but I was thinking about how, okay, so three cords woven together. I was thinking about you know, my daughters, they love to make, one specifically, Lila loves to make friendship bracelets where you weave them together, right? But yet, it takes a single strand to another single strand to another single strand. So there's unique strands, and then together, like, like it's, it's much stronger, um, but there is still a uniqueness of each strand, each color. A lot of times, you know, she makes almost rainbow-looking colored bands or blue, red, white, whatever. And so, um, yeah, and so it's interesting how each strand has its own uniqueness and own color. And so that's what I kind of want to focus a little bit on today and the challenge of that. So I'm going to ask you a question. I'm, I'm like the moderator. I know you already asked me a question and it kind of threw me off. <laughs> so Gosh. here's the next question. And then I'll answer too. Okay. Um, because logically I've already written these out, right? Yeah. You already prepared <laughs> and I'm just kind of in here with you. Okay. I'm so, at your mercy. So, yeah, you are. I like this. This is good. Happy anniversary. Uh, what are the challenges of having different personalities, thought patterns, etc.? Like what are the challenges? We've said that we have them, but what are the challenges? And marriage, we're talking about our marriage. I think the challenges are that we are, like you said earlier, we process things differently. So, you know, in marriages, you're having conversations with each other. You're you're making decisions with each other. You're you're having to coexist, if you will. Not only that, then you're raising human beings um, if you have kids. And so I think the way that we come at situations is a lot different. Now we have teenagers and how, even how we're parenting them sometimes, you know, one goes forward and one goes back. And I think in ministry we do that, in, in marriage we do that, but yet always united um, in everything that we're doing. Um, but the challenge is um, something we like to use this phrase is mutual submission. The challenge is taking that idea and, and applying it to every situation of saying, okay, are we mutually submitted to one another in this moment and we're still completely united in decision-making or whatnot? Also in our personalities and how we just engage with things. Like um, I like to over-talk and Ryan likes to take and process before he deals with the thing. So I just want to talk it out and get it over with where Ryan's like, give me like, you know, two minutes or five days. I don't know how long. Yeah. yeah so usually long. this, this plays out when, at, at nighttime when we do have times where we can actually see yeah, each sure. other. We have a lot of kids. So, uh, <laughs> we try to, usually it's about nine o'clock. We'll maybe get a cup of coffee, maybe have about 45 minutes to an hour, you know, together sitting on, sitting on the couch or whatever. And so we're kind of talking about the day or talking about life, kids, whatever it is. 
And so, you know, she'll ask a question and um, I'm processing. I don't have a whole lot to say because I'm processing it. And she's, you know, she, I always expect an answer. I'm always yeah, like, give me some deep thought and, you and know, I well thought nothing. answer. I may have nothing at the moment because I'm like, I really haven't thought about that. I, I need time to process. She's like, you have nothing to say. I'm like, no, I, I really don't because I don't know what I would say because uh, I'm processing it. So that even plays out probably weekly. Um, sure. And, and then even our backgrounds where we grew up from, like my family more dealt with uh, tension or dynamics like that behind closed doors. And so my mom and dad, I didn't actually see it a whole lot in the moment because they would go, and if there was a tense moment, they would converse about it somewhere else behind closed doors. That's just how they they dealt with yeah. those things. And then <laughs> then Bree's family is just, just more in the moment. Out. Yeah, yeah it's, just let's get it over. It's in the moment. And so when we got married, I was What's like, a big deal? Wow, this is <laughs> this is quite different. And so we're even having you know from our from our past experiences to our present to even now how we process things. Those are challenges, uh, and they still are. Nineteen years later, um, I, I think we even in in the way that our workplaces is too. Like my workplaces, I've said this recently several times. I'm like, think about just going to work and having to carry on a conversation with someone the entire time you're working until you get off of work, whether you really enjoy the conversation or not. That is my workplace and my space. It's like talking all day long whether you like the conversations or not and ryan's is a little bit different he's ministry so we're even bringing those daily um, dynamics daily dynamics into mm. conversations with each other and so just going back to what you're saying earlier about being you know we're we have to have something that that ties us together which is you know our our biblical beliefs the truths mm. our values oh, the things that we that are non-negotiables in our life and our family and and where where are we going and what are we doing what's the pursuit that we're doing together as a married couple even in our conversations at nighttime it's it's actually to it's not to always hash stuff out it's actually to just mm -hmm. spend time with one another to check in like it's you know it's it's that it's that touch. I'm just touching base. I'm touching base. Yeah. How's it going? How are you doing? You know, we're talking about different types of things. And yeah, we do have, we even have our preferences on how things we're going to go or, um, how we see things. We see, see things mm -hmm. very differently. So in those nighttime conversations that we have, or even sometimes it's in the morning, it is just touching base and we don't always agree, but we're connecting with yeah. one another. And the I think that's the, that's the point. Yeah. And, and again, there, there's always going to be that just the way the Lord uniquely created us. I I'm thankful that we recognize those. And, and I think for the first, probably, I don't know, it's been a long time now we're 19 years married, but probably what for the first five to seven, eight, nine years, I, I probably acted like I needed to, appease your way of thinking or maybe you needed to appease mine and so there was tension I don't know if we talked about it real well you know I think 19 years in we realize oh it's just a different perspective and so I think the challenge is that yeah different but the opportunity is by God's grace we can actually have a new perspective or a different yeah. perspective we yeah. can see things different so Amen. that's the challenge so I want to move to the beauty of it because there is beauty in it um, because there's an appreciation for God's unique design. We can see this all over in different ways throughout life. I mean, we can look at a sunset differently, and how pretty it, and then, then the next day, it's a new sunset, and the, just the way the Lord, the colors, and the highlighted, and the, and the clouds, and, and all that, and 
And so that's even true of marriage. Uh, I, I, I'd like this, I was thinking about this week, this union marriage is like a microcosm of the church. Like it's uniquely created people coming together to form one body. Mm-hmm. So first Corinthians 12, Paul would talk about, Hey, there's different gifts. There's different parts. Um, how can one part say to another part, I don't need you because I mean, a foot and a hand may do different things, but I still need those. Like I need both of those. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of similar to, to a marriage. And so different gifts. Um, yeah, let's, let's just, let's talk about that a little bit because I do believe, um, as we found out the way in which the Lord has uniquely gifted it, that's, that's also brought a greater appreciation and beauty, I think, to our marriage and to a way that, that we encourage and, and challenge one another. So Brie, can you talk about maybe just a, you know, a gift or two that you believe the Lord has given you spiritual gift, um, and yeah, and then I'll share maybe maybe mine. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Lord created us uniquely. Um, I believe, obviously, you know, a man and a woman are to be married because there's things that the Lord put in each of us specifically um, that no man can create. Only the Lord did. And so the beauty and the uniqueness of being a woman, being a mother is that we get to birth the future. That's something I've always I've always thought was just really beautiful and precious. And also we see ahead a lot of times as women and mother nurturers. And so just that's some, that's a place I like to, to, to process and to be just as a woman, as a mother, as a wife, like, okay, Lord, let me, let me see with your eyes, fresh eyes, like how to see on ahead. So I love, um, the, you know, the Lord gave me discerning spirit. You know, we wrote down just a few of the things like, that we feel like are some of our, our gifts within our marriage and just in relationships and how we do life, but faith discernment and prophetic. I love operating in those things. I know they are my gifts, but also the beauty of it is that it works. Yeah. And she gets to, I I think the cool thing is that even in these spiritual gifts, she either to edify the church, but we have a, we have a mini church in our home. We got six disciples. And so the way in which Brie gets to use those, and express God's uniqueness in those is is awesome, and then like for me, mine's more exhortation and teaching. Sure. Um, so it's more just like, hey, come on, people of God, let's let's go and do this. Um, right. And so sometimes I'm I'm with that way with my kids, but but there's uniqueness in the way in which the Lord gave us different gifts and expressed in our family when we submit to one another mm-hmm. is a is a beautiful thing. And so I guess the next question here you go is. How do you encourage and celebrate those unique God-given gifts in one another? Like, how do we do that in one another? How would you say we do that? <laughs> Some, sometimes I know it's not always pretty, but, but in the ways in which we should be intentional to celebrate those unique God-given gifts. Yeah, I, when I was thinking about us and how we, how we do life and how, how do we get along, how do we do this, is that we do the work... Um, we do the work in our personal lives to help the work together work. And that being said, it's like, it's hard when you're unequally yoked, you know, that that's difficult because you have one person pursuing and you have one person that's just not, but when you have two people that are pursuing, they're doing personal work with the Lord outside of always, you know, that connection that we're talking about where we meet with each other, we drink coffee or whatever, we talk things out. It's not every single day, but we do try and do it very often, frequently. Um, 
because we're doing this together. There's a lot of togetherness, making decisions, all those kinds of things. We don't want our kids to like, when they're finally out of the home, like we stare across each other and be like, I don't know you. I don't know you. You know, I've heard that. And and I certainly, I I don't want that for us. Even even though with six kids, it can be a challenge. And and a few weeks go by and you're like, wow, I really haven't connected with my wife in a while. So yeah, it's, we have to try to be intentional as much as we can. Yeah. And we enjoy different things, but we also, I mean, by God's grace, we enjoy a lot of similar things. So it does put us together in a lot of thing, in a lot of different, I keep saying the word things. I don't know what else to say. Areas. Or areas of life. Yeah. So that's helpful. But I would say we are also very different in that we're, our interests are even different. How we read the word is different. Ryan said that earlier. How we process what the Lord is different. How we, how we even worship the Lord in our daily lives is different but we're reunited because what our what we're pursuing is the same mm-hmm. so and i think the the encouragement <laughs> is to realize you know the way in which the lord has made us um like i said you know paul says this in in first corinthians 12 about the different parts of the body well let me give you an example so like when when Bree and i one of the things we we love to get to do and the lord has opened these doors for us is to worship together like to lead worship together in various places whether it be at our home church um, or whether it be we've done some retreats or camps together. Um, and the beauty is it is this, is that, you know, because my gift is more exhortation and teaching, a lot of times when I'm leading worship, I'm, I'm thinking about, Lord, stir us to action, stir us to, to this, right? Whereas Bree, with the prophetic discernment kind of faith gifts all intertwined, is she's processing a room like, Holy Spirit, what are you doing in the room? And so she's she's really looking out over what what the Lord's processing. I'm thinking about you know, <laughs> man's heart. Come on, get stirred for faith. Like let's go do. Let's 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 be. And so you know, I I think if I were to just go and and without her, I would probably I could potentially lead people just to go do a lot of things. Mm. Whereas you know, if it was just Bree and the prophetic gift, you know, they could maybe just sit there for a long time. Mm. So I think the beauty, I don't mean yeah. bad, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, but the beauty is that together, you know, she, she processes what the Holy Spirit's doing in the moment, so we can sit in moments together uh, for longer times probably than, than my flesh would want to. You know, I'm like, oh, no, we got to go, we got to do something. And then she, you know, and then the Holy Spirit speak, ministers to my heart and says, okay, now's the time to go. So, like, it's a beauty that together we get to encourage that in each other yeah. and actually plays out. And that's just one example, but I think yeah. it plays out in our home too yeah. um, in different ways. And so I think just, you know, the challenges for us and for all married couples is to recognize these spiritual gifts in one another. And if you haven't done that, take time. Um, go to Romans 12, go to 1 Corinthians 12, read the spiritual gifts and, and, and ponder what, what the Holy Spirit's given you and maybe what he's given your spouse. Mm-hmm. I definitely think it's important to know what those are, especially in your marriage, in relationship. And also for me in these last few years has been really recognizing the opposite. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> am I operating in the gifts the Lord's given me and the graces that he's given me or am I operating in the flesh? And when I say that, you know, the opposite of discernment is criticism, yeah, <laughs> cynicism, you know, a, a, a critical spirit and the opposite of faith is, is definitely lack. And so I have to recognize that's where I'm talking about that, that own, you know, you've got to get with the Lord yourself mm. and work on yourself. And when you're working on yourself, then your marriage is going to, it's going right. to start to work, especially if you're both pursuing. That's, that's huge. But it's like a transformed mind <clears throat> in that secret place with the Lord. 
equals a transformed mind in your marriage with another person that the Lord is inviting you to submit to, to surrender, to honor, to love, to cherish. Right. Because I mean, in the Lord's, in the Lord's mercy, he's the one who humbles us. And so when we're spending time with the Lord and we think we've got it all figured out and we need to like, for me, I, in the beginning of my marriage, it was like, well, I'm the more dominant one a lot of times. So I'm, I'm going to be the one to take control here because you're not, you know, and really it was, I needed to learn how to submit rather than to take control. And so over the years, it's been an interesting journey. And she would, she would take those opportunities because I do process things and it takes me a little bit longer. Rightly so. Um, but (laughs) just all that to say, you know, there's, you're constantly growing. You're constantly questioning, like, am I in the vine right now? Like, am I pursuing the heart of the Lord Mm -hmm. as I'm doing life with my spouse and, and, always, always like, I want the best for Ryan. So in everything I'm, I'm doing, I don't, I don't want to be the one that's putting down, you know, I think that's huge in marriages. Um, like, are we, are we building each other up? Or are we putting each other down? And are we, are we supporting each other in the gifts and the talents and the graces the Lord has given? Or are we, putting each other down, especially if the spouse across from us isn't like performing the way we want mm. or submitting the way we want or parenting the way we want or making the money we want them to. You know, we have all these expectations and preferences, but I think when we're submitted to the Lord and, and his leadership first, yeah. uh, he's the one who humbles us in the private places of our heart to then where we can back to that mutual submission, yeah. mutually submit to one another. So that's, that's the beauty of it. Um, the crooks is, you know, the, are we going to operate in the the things the Lord's given us or are we going to operate in the things that man's ways and the flesh? Yeah. Yeah. So and here would be my, my pastoral exhortation plug is <laughs> a, a speak well about your spouse <laughs> to their yeah. face. I mean, I know we can get in heated moments, but, but honor your spouse, but honor them also in situations where you may not agree on something, but choose to speak life over your spouse. So mm-hmm. if you're not, knock that junk off and <laughs> speak. And I mean, be genuine about I, yeah, it, yeah. you know. I but, mean, but to honor one another is to yeah. honor one another in front of each other and then sure. in spaces, maybe with your other friend groups, and you speak kindly of your, of your spouse, your wife, your husband. So there you go. Um, well, let's, yeah, let's, let's kind of move to the, to the last part here. So we, we've recognized there's challenges because there's of the differences and the uniqueness. There's beauty in it. There's an appreciation of the way that God um, has uniquely designed each person, gifts, all that, all that stuff, personalities. Um, and so the reward, I want to talk a little bit about the reward. Um, mm. Ultimately, I think the greatest reward is that Jesus gets worship. Mm-hmm. Like when we actually one another, there's so many references in the New Testament about honor one another. We've we've already shared many. Honor mm-hmm. one another, submit to one another, bear each other's burdens. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many verbs about one anothering. And because, like I said, marriage is a microcosm of the body of Christ, it's uniqueness coming together to create one house, one body. Um, I think it's a reward when we actually do that and we willingly submit to one another, even when I'm like, oh, I got to bite my tongue. I'm just going to submit. The Lord is honored in that place of worship. Mm-hmm. It's, not a, it's not a new song. It's not a new melody. It's, it's, it's obedience to the way God designed marriage in union, and, and Jesus gets the reward of worship. And ultimately, that's, 
That's the key. It's his mm-hmm. reward. But then there's, I think there's a reward that we, we get too, because there's a deeper, richer love and appreciation for, for one another. Um, I, I, I feel like the moments that we've had maybe a tense, let's, for, for example, we've had a tense moment sitting on the couch, having coffee. And it's been like, I don't see it the way you see it. And I don't really agree. The moment, you know, that we allow the Holy Spirit into the room, we allow his leadership and we learn to submit to one another and honor one another, even in our differences, I feel like we walk away, or even the next day, I'm like, wow, that I feel like I I love my wife that even didn't more, go so bad. deeper, yeah, that richer, okay. and and even 19 years in, it's a deeper love. I mean, we're learning, we're still on this journey of love, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though Christ loved perfectly, we're still journeying into what it looks like to love like Christ. Um, I think we've so. also experienced in some of those moments uh where things are tense where like actually the word just it comes to mind like you know in repentance even to one another it leads us it's his kindness you know Mm -hmm. and i think when we uh, sacrifice our ways you know and lay ourselves down and 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 require of ourselves the kindness to one another and and loving each other into a place of like we don't always like it and we don't always agree or this isn't going the way I wanted it to go. This is actually really hard. Um, but even just, it's just those simple things like you just, you know, riddled off. Ryan does that. So well with the word just, Oh, this here, that here from the Bible, but it is, it's, it's, it's applying the word to your life and just remembering, reminding yourself yeah. of those in that moment of difficult times, man, difficult seasons, pain, hurt. Yeah. Hardship, misunderstanding. So um, that's actually a good setup because one of the things <clears throat> I, want, oh, well, I do want to go. finish off here. It's a prophetic just, in me. Huh? We'll have the last few minutes here, but it's Psalm 133, <laughs> which is a familiar um, psalm, um, but it does talk about unity. And don't want to, I won't read it all. There's only like three or four verses, but, um, <clears throat> but the first and the last part, it says, How good and pleasant it is when brothers and sisters, when God's people live together in unity. And then it goes on and it says, for there, in that place of unity, for there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. So there is a commanded blessing that happens when we choose unity. And unity is a choice. It's not. I don't think it's something we stumble into. Um, sometimes it can seem a little more natural than other times, but unity is actually surrender unto someone, unto the Lord. And then it's, it's also a humility before man too. And so... Um, there is a commanded blessing that happens when we choose, when Bree and I choose to go after unity together, even mm-hmm. in our differences. Mm-hmm. There's a commanded blessing and there's life. There's life. That's what, the, that's what Psalm 133 says. And so I want to ask this question and we'll finish, but what are some of the blessings that you experience by living in unity, that you and I, but, but maybe you particularly as, as you think about it, what are some of the blessings of unity in our marriage? As you were saying that, I was thinking of this um, this moment recently where the Holy Spirit just dropped down something into me just now, and I was reminded of it. But like the blessing of unity in our home is that we're learning there. It's a place where we're learning. And like uh, I had this instance with one of my daughters recently where we were just going after each other. We were just matching each other. We were both frustrated and unhappy with each other. <clears throat> And she was trying to take herself out of the space and saying, well, this is just not, this is not me. Like I'm, I'm from somewhere else kind of thing. And 
um, I remember just saying, you know what you're learning to do here? You're learning to love each other. You're learning to love one other people. You're learning to care. You're learning to um, trust. You're learning to share. And I think the blessing of unity in our home is that we are learning things there and we're yeah. free to be broken. We're free to be hurt. We're free to be offended, but then also we're constantly just going back to the word and applying grace with one another, truths, the biblical truths of who we are, whose we are, what our values are as a family, and those are non-negotiables. And so that's the blessing, I feel like, in the Mm -hmm. unity of our home. And having six kids and raising adopted children and kids that we're just guardians of and all of that, it's it's a mashup of, of stuff and feelings. But to me, the blessing is, is just knowing like it's even just a relationship with the father and the son. And it's us, the prodigal son, you know, coming back to the father and him just embracing, embracing all of it. And not, you know, it's like when your child makes a mistake and disappoints you, like you don't, shun them and kick them out and say you're worthless to me you're nothing like no they're your baby you know you love them and that's how the father sees us and so to me that's that's where it's at even in marriage it's like I know at the end of the day I might even be wayward in my thinking or my decision making and not always doing the right thing and my man still got my back because we're united in that and he still loves me and he still cares and he sees that I'm wanting to do the right thing, even when I'm not like, yeah. um, and I think unity teaches us, you know, it gives us, like you said, it gives us room for grace. You talked about our kids. We need a lot of grace, uh, mm-hmm. but it gives us, it teaches us the Lord's grace, um, his, his own grace towards us, even in just a measure. Um, but, but it also teaches us grace and I think deeper love, like, like for me, yeah. I just, you know, it is deeper love. I pray that you know, 10 years from now when we're celebrating our, our 29th anniversary, like it's deeper love. I, yeah. I just feel like, you know, in our humanity, the Lord's teaching us there's deeper love. Um, he loves perfectly. He's mm-hmm. teaching us how, how yeah. to love deeper and richer. And so. it's required like in marriage and relationship with one another. It's like, I was thinking about this the other day. It was like, why am I so, um, protective of my mind and my thoughts and things like that. And I think it's our job to do that in a marriage is like, it's actually your job to protect your heart and mind. Mm -hmm. It's my job to protect my heart and mind. And, and so that we're protecting what's sacred, which is the marriage and the beauty of it. And so I think the Lord calls us to that. I think he calls us to teach our kids that like, um, but so then they're back into the, you know, the beauty of unity is like, that we actually get to protect our hearts and minds. You know, the Lord's, the word says, guard your hearts and minds. And I think that that's a call. It's a, it's a mandate yeah. on us as families, as lovers, as friends, as a husband and wife. Um, so, yeah, that's good. Well, I mean, that's, that's more or less kind of what we wanted to share this uh, today. Um, whenever you're listening to this, but is, is that the Lord has uniquely created you individually, um, He's given you gifts, but then also in marriage, like how does that play out? And so I guess, I guess some takeaways that maybe, maybe you, can, that you can do together as a couple is I, I would challenge you um, to have open and honest conversations about how the Lord has uniquely created you 
and just you know allow your spouse to talk into that and then and then to also like do a little introspection of saying lord where in my heart have i put my own thoughts my own ways my own preferences onto my spouse and allow the holy spirit to speak to your heart and to challenge you on some of those ways maybe in which you know you've tried to pigeonhole your spouse because you thought it was the best way right i mean we we and i hate to say that but mm-hmm. i can still i can still go down that road and so mm-hmm. i need the holy spirit's correction in my yeah, life amen. and then and then uh, you know what way in which you can celebrate your spouse's gifts talk about those like what are the gifts i guess first of all say holy spirit what are my what are my gifts what are my spouse's gifts go to romans 12 go to first corinthians 12 and read into the gifts and then say what are my gifts what are my holy spirit's gifts that he's uniquely given each one of us and then how do i celebrate that in my spouse and encourage them in that journey with the lord because the lord has given them that what a precious gift from the from the holy spirit that he's given each one of us gifts and now our like we get this really cool opportunity to help that person unwrap that in their own everyday lives in the body of christ in their families um, in your marriage and so on so um those would be some some practical things i i pray that maybe you could take away from this yeah. any last comments yeah, I I just want to encourage people like take the responsibility of um the commitment that you made when you got married and you said those vows and take the responsibility of the work the Lord actually wants mm-hmm. to do in us because it's a beautiful thing and we can grow together closer in unity but also it's in it's in the spheres and influence around us too and and I I believe that wholeheartedly you know the Lord his design was perfect and he, he didn't make mistakes and we want to treasure that. We want to honor that and cherish that. And so I just encourage you married couples, like take the time necessary with one another, but also personally and reevaluating, is this the most important thing? You know, we, we live in a world where we're worshiping our children. We're worshiping the things that they're doing. We're giving them every ounce of our time, attention, affections, and money, even if we act like we don't, we do. We, we just live in that culture here in America, particularly where we live in the Midwest. And so I just want to encourage you in that you were married first, and that is something to be valued and honored and cherished. And mm-hmm. we love, love, love our children. Don't get me wrong. We have six beautiful kids, and we're investing a lot into them. They're our disciples. It's the most important thing outside of what we're talking about here um, today, relationally, um, you know, and then as the Lord, number one. But I just encourage you reevaluate if you need to reevaluate. That's probably going to be a a daily thing. I mean, that's going to be just Lord, search my heart. Yeah, because we want what the Lord wants, you know, in the end. And we, we want to do this well. So how do we do this well? The, The inspiration of the Holy Spirit, that's the only way. There's really no other way because you can read you can read the word and I, I feel like we can read the word all day long and know everything it says in it, but without the inspiration of the Holy Spirit speaking yeah. to our heart, teaching us, that's what the word says. It's a blessed reminder. The Holy Spirit's reminding us of what what and which ways to go. And so I just encourage you in that, you know, if you're seeking the Lord in your marriage, you're not going to fail. It's yeah. fail proof. Yeah. It just is. So yeah. um and I don't want to like step on anybody's toes about your kids and stuff, but it's real easy. I mean, yeah, I ha- I have six kids pulling at me asking for stuff all the time, and yeah. 
They're takers, you know. <laughs> they're takers. So love them, but they love takers. them, but they're takers. So <laughs> value your marriage, honor that. I mean, it's more important than work. It's more important yeah. than success. It's more important than money. It's more important than our other relationships. It's more important than getting me time and all that. I mean, those are just little practical yeah. things, but just thinking of those things in that moment, it's like it's important to think of that. Well, cool. Well, <laughs> let me. Let me pray for us. Pastor's shutting me down. He's no, like, okay, you're talking you a just, lot. You're I'm, talking I'm, a lot. <laughs> I'm just saying good stuff. A, yes and amen. That's, That's my yes and different. amen. You could talk all day, right? Oh, yeah. And then now let me, uh, I'm going to pray for us uh, and pray for you. And then, um, yeah, we pray you have a, a great rest of the day, wherever you're at, whatever yeah. you're doing. Jesus, we thank you that you have uh, created uh, uh, marriage first. Um, you, you uniquely created that this would be your design. What, what a beautiful design and how it, an expression of the way in which you uniquely created us coming together, learning how to submit, honor, love, cherish, um, encourage, exhort one another. And so thank you for that. Thank you that also um, you've given us marriage um, as an example of your relationship to each one of us, that you're Jesus, the bridegroom, and, and we are the bride, that you're coming back for, for your bride, and you're going you're gonna to marry her, and it's, it's wonderful. And so those wedding bells are going to ring one day for, for your entire bride. But in this moment where we get to be an expression to the world of what marriage and union with Christ can be, I pray that you'd give us grace upon grace to do that. We thank you for your new mercies and grace, which meet us every day, not only in our own ways at work or, or how we parent, but also in, in even probably first and foremost in our marriages. We need new mercies and grace every day. It's new manna for the day. It gets us through the day. We trust in your provision for yes. the day that you're going to meet all that we need according to your riches and glory in our marriages. Mm -hmm. And so we're asking for that even now. We Again, we just we pray that we would be transformed in our mind, and then in our doing, we would actually take the time, the energy. It's all worth it. Mm -hmm. It's all worth it. The work required, and it requires work. Mm -hmm. It's worth it because it brings worship to you. And, and, and it brings an expression to the world of what love can really look like. And so, again, we just thank you for this time. Uh, we just bless you, Jesus, and bless these marriages. Um, yeah, may we go hard after the things of the Lord and your kingdom. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Well, God bless you. Amen. Take care.